It's no secret that real estate is one of the best investment vehicles out there. But with all the current uncertainty, how do we know when and where to put our hard-earned money to work for us? It's easy to become distracted by that shiny object or the quote-unquote next best thing. So how do we determine which strategies will best align with our financial goals? Whether you're an active real estate entrepreneur, a passive investor, or looking to get into real estate investing, our goal is to provide investors with the insights and strategies to build our portfolios all while protecting our capital. I'm Danny Nichols. And I'm Chris Thompson. This is the Two Smart Assets Real Estate Investing Podcast. Listen, if you're interested in passive real estate investing, but aren't sure how or where to get started, our passive investing guide walks you through the entire process from understanding the benefits to performing the due diligence. Download your copy today at twosmartassets.com and start taking action. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. This is the Two Smart Assets Real Estate Investing Podcast. I am your host, Dana Nichols, and this week we're bringing you another highlights episode where we're taking a look back at episodes on a specific topic that we consider to be extremely important and can provide value to you and your investing journey. Don't forget to leave us a rating and written review on iTunes and also subscribe to the show on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. All right, let's dive into it with Austin, Stephen, Jason, and Bruce. I heard something today is so great. <laughs> Andy Fraselli said, if you walk up to me as an entrepreneur and you tell me, oh, I'm just so busy. He goes, I'm going to tell you to fuck off. He's like, because nobody wants to hear it. Somebody that's super successful is rooted in who they are and they have people surrounding them to operate at the highest level instead of living and breathing off of triggers and emotions, right? And I think that's what we're after, right? And something that's very important in my coaching and it's where I live on, it's my foundation is too often people build a business and then build a lifestyle around it instead of building a lifestyle and wrapping a business around what fits your lifestyle. And here's something that's very important. When stuff goes sideways or external forces hit you or the economy crashes or your girlfriend breaks up with you, if your default is positive habits, isn't that an amazing thing? Right. Instead of the default being, I'm going to drink, I'm going to watch Netflix. But what if the habit is, my girlfriend's mad at me, I'm going to go to the gym. My girlfriend's mad at me, I'm going to go for a walk. Ooh, isn't that such a more pot? Look, here's the truth. It's very simple. We have five addictions in our life. Make sure that they're positive. Super simple. Powerful. What if, what if, what if every time your girlfriend was mad at me, you learned multifamily? Oh man, in six, <laughs> in six months, you'd be a freaking rock star, right? <laughs> but we have associated with them being mad at us with, we're going to take it. We're going to double negative instead of a balance, the positive with the negative. That's all I'm looking for is let's just remove the negative and replace it with two positives. Dude, I have an addictive personality. Not everybody wants to go do Ironman training but I replaced having alcohol with running a lot and swimming. How dare me? Like, right. you, you know, I'll take that. Right. So I just think that's the way you do it. I think, I think getting in the gym because something that's super powerful that it took me 37 years to understand. It's not the promises that we break to other people that destroy our inner confidence. It's the promises we break to ourselves. I agree with that. And every time you start and stop something, you're, break, you're eroding the inner confidence. And that's where it all stems. Anybody who's really tried to create a business knows that life of an entrepreneur can be very challenging. A lot of highs, a lot of lows. 
and and that feeling can be be of loss like and unsure you know and if we're on the right path and, and it can be difficult to keep going and and there is that there's an element of giving up and walking away and what do you say to mm-hmm. those people who who are let's say at the end of their rope they've just had enough what do you say to those entrepreneurs that are facing those challenges i'm going to keep it a little funny and super simple okay. if you were put on this earth to be a goat farmer what are you going to do go be a perfume salesman at abercrombie i guess Re- not regardless of how it looks the only reason they would give up is because how it looks to somebody else right this is hard guys and more importantly self-awareness is a secret weapon who says and i'm just throwing this out here who says that you can't be number three at an entrepreneur startup and you don't have to take all the burden right of number one right or who says that you have to have three thousand units as a multifamily guy like you could have three functioning airbnbs that are net cash flowing 1500 bucks a month because you're cleaning the toilets and you could be financially free but we as humans, entrepreneurs especially, have not defined what success looks to us because we need to match what other people are doing. If, you're, if your company is net cash flowing 125K uh, a year and you can be at every one of your kids' soccer games and you're at dinner every night with your family, why do you need to go to 300? You need to go because you think it's what you're supposed to do or what you're, we all want to scale or we want to leave our job before it's time. And this society in 2020, we've bastardized W2 jobs. There's something to be said for building a dream on the side of stable income, but everybody wants to get their first rental property and ah, I fucking quit. I'm out. And it's like, well, hold, 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 hold on. Like I grew an Airbnb company management 26 units in five six months in seven states we were on fire we could have lit you could have seen the fire from across the united states i was flying around and then we woke up on january 1st and had no money and then me and a business partner didn't see eye to eye and i lost 26 grand and i was beating myself senseless for two days i mean just beating myself up like drink I think I was drinking. I wasn't drinking. No, I wasn't drinking at the time, but just not in a good place. And I called a buddy and he said this to me. He said, did do you have a master's in, in business? Did, did you go to business school? Have you started a business before? No, no, no. Okay. Well, then you just got the best education you've ever got in your life. Kind of what it is. Move on with your life. And that set me free because I learned more about who I wasn't, which is the real key, than who I was. And we're so quick to push off failure, but that friction and that push and pull is how we become a better version of ourselves. One of my favorite quotes my mentor tells me probably weekly is, you have to make your ceiling your new floor every time. There's no limits. There's no limits to anything. With the right amount of focus in the right direction, you can change your entire life and 120 days, but we're not willing to go all in on our life. We've got one foot in, one foot out. I firmly believe if you put 100% focus on something, you will succeed. I can't define what that looks like for you, but I know that if you put 100% focus on what you're doing and you show up every day with a great attitude and you show up ready to serve and bring value to people, 
you will get everything you ever wanted. Because operating the other way is scarcity and the world is shut off to you. So talk to us about what you mean by like the investor mindset and why it's so important. Yeah. So at the core mindset is really, really simple. The way that I look at it is mindset is the thoughts and beliefs that end up leading to the action that you take in your life and therefore the outcomes that you experience, those results that you experience. So simply put, by changing what you think and how you think it and what you believe, you're able to directly impact what you do and how that ends up showing up in the world. And so a great example of why this is so important is when we dive into learning how other successful people think, we're able to apply those ways of thinking, those beliefs, those, those thoughts, and we can actually just install them in our own head. And what's interesting is when you do that and you start thinking the way that successful people think, you're going to start being more successful. You're going to start being able to have those things start happening in your life. And it's been extremely true for me, but you'll actually find that it's true for almost every successful person out there. I, you know, I've interviewed hundreds of people, great folks like Mark Manson, Chris Voss, um, you know, Joe Fairless, uh, tons of phenomenal investors you know, thought leaders, authors, people who are at the top of their career. And what's common between all of them is these five success principles, these five principles of success. And what it comes down to is the way and what they're thinking about. And so a perfect example of one of them is they get extremely clear on what they want, why they want it, and they understand who can help get them there. So the first principle is getting clear on what you want. And so often more times than not, the more clear that you get, the more likely that you're actually going to get it. The more clear that you get, the more likely that you're actually going to take action to do it. I can even think back to just a couple of days ago, I'm sitting in my office and I've got this big project that we're rolling out, the multifamily MBA. It's a, a program for operators who are scaling up and there's a deal team component where they actually get to partner with mentors to be able to get more deals done together. It's really, really cool. And we've already had a ton of success with it, but I was sitting down to work on this new project, part of this other program that we're rolling out that goes along with it, that we all help people scale and accelerate. But I realized that I was spinning my wheels over and over again. I kept trying to figure out, well, what am I actually doing? When I actually just sat down and I asked myself, what do I want here? Why is this important? Who can help get me there? I was able to realize, oh, I have three people within my network and one person on my team who can actually just take care of executing this on my behalf. And I was able to completely, uh, you know, accomplish that goal that I was spinning my wheels on for hours or days just by asking myself a couple key questions. I mean, I'm curious, guys, can you relate? Uh I mean, for me personally, absolutely. I mean, and to be honest with you, that clarity, having, having to go back and actually clarify what I'm, my goal is and what I'm trying to do. It's not easy. It hasn't been easy. You know, it, it's, uh, it's taken some, some real time and uh, dedication just to sit down and be like, Hey, you know, this is, this is exactly what I need to do and how, and how to go do it. Right. And I think your point about, you know, who can help that's massive, right? This is a team sport. Anything you're doing should be basically a team sport. You know, you should reach out to people who have done this before and, uh, and uh, you know, see what has worked for them. So I think that's absolutely important. I think Chris has probably had something as well. So. Yeah, no, I mean, just in getting specific, the more specific, the better, you know, like, you know, just, it, I feel like it's like a, a all, every goal that we set is always a progression of steps. And if you're thinking about the big picture, it's like, you're trying to skip to even just running a, a set of stairs. You can't jump six steps. Like you're going to hurt yourself or you're, you're not going to get where you need to go. 
Let's just break it down incrementally so we can take the next logical step that actually keeps us moving. If you can't specify where you're going, then you're probably never going to get there. Well, the brain can only hold so many pieces of information in, in, in your thoughts at one time. For most people, that's somewhere between three to four. For really special people, they can hold seven to 10. But most people, like you and me, most people are normal. There's a very, very small percentage who can hold more. So you really want to be able to get clear and break those things down on paper so that you can get clear on what you want and why you want it. The, the second big thing, and this is true with all successful people, Almost everybody that I've interviewed, you know, out of hundreds of interviews of, you know, top New York Times bestsellers or anyone in between, is that they view challenges as opportunity. Maybe in that first moment, they feel stressed. Maybe they feel that anxiety. Maybe they're unsure. But in that moment, they actually see the biggest challenges, the biggest things that are potentially holding them back as the exact reason that they'll succeed. And so it's, the same kind of story over and over. And you hear about, well, I started with nothing. And because of starting with nothing, I had the drive to be able to move forward and go and do things I never thought were possible. And so it's so key and important that you, you flip the script because this goes back to the thoughts and beliefs, our mindset of what we're actually carrying, carrying with us every single day is that when I deal with this challenge, when I deal with this moment of stress, the faster that I can snap myself back into a state of mind where I say, okay, I'm dealing with a challenge. How can this actually move me forward? Ask a better question. How can this actually be something that's going to make a dramatic impact? Or even just a small little reminder, oh, well, I'm feeling stressed. I'm feeling challenged. That must mean that I'm in a place of growth. This is exactly where I'm meant to be. And so those little shifts will dramatically change the result. I oftentimes that I'm dealing with some of my clients, coaching clients, mentorship clients, people that are part of the programs where there's other mentors teaching. It's almost the same across the board that it all starts with that mindset, all starts with making some of these shifts to realize that you have the capability to accomplish anything if you think about it the right way. Because without that, I could give you every strategy in the book and you won't do anything with it. But when we can make these little shifts and we can start thinking like successful people think, we can start actually seeing the results that they experience. And this, what are some of the setbacks maybe you've overcome? And then uh, what are some like real suggestions you would give to other people who have, you know, who are looking to overcome setbacks? Yeah, it's, it, it, there's a, we can go investments. We can, you know, go running. I mean, running, you know, my knee has been hurting since October. It was like one of those things where it's just hurting, but like it, it goes to the point like, it's just going to keep hurting, you know, until it doesn't hurt. Right. So I'm just going to run until it doesn't hurt. And so sometimes you have to look at it. Like if I focus on that point, okay, sure. My knee hurts, but I'm, I'm fine to run right from an investment standpoint. You know, I once had a property where um, we had an active shooting on neighboring's property, right. That was really um, endangering our property. It was a safe area and just was something that was happenstance. Right. And so, um, you know, we worked in there to, to help um, the, the police use one of our units as a stakeout to go in there and, and get people arrested on a neighboring property. Um, we, we had underground electric, uh, unit, um, lines, um, basically, uh, burst and, and take out the power. It was a, it was, it was something of a power surge coming from the, uh, the electric company because on our property, they pushed it back on us. Right. So things you want to underwrite for on, on, um, on really just on in your properties, but you take to account, like your goal is to prepare for everything you can prepare for and then have the team in place to make sure that when things go, go sideways, that it can be handled to the best of its ability. 
And so those are, the, and that's like life, right? You, you can prepare as best you can. You're not going to have all the answers, right? You're not going to have all the answers for everyone. And so even, you know, with, with talking, talking to investors, if you look at that, like we have to make sure we understand like how to help them. Right. I can't say like, Hey, this is my best investment. Cause to me, it might be the best thing in the world. But if you, you know, if I, if I have a seven year hold and you're looking for something that's a six month at max hold time, it's not the best investment for them. Right. And so understanding how I can help them. And that's the same thing we've looked with our communities. How can we find ways to make this a better community and make this a better place to live? And we do everything in our power to control what we control and not focus on what we can't control, right? Because I can't control right now, you know, my knee, right? I can't control something. And it's the same thing with running. Like in some mornings, wake up and who knows, like the weather. Like I don't look at the weather because I can't control that. So if I was like, oh, let me look at the weather to see how it is going to be running. Well, of course, my mind would be like, oh, it's you know, 10 degrees outside or it's pouring outside or all these other reasons to say like, it's not a perfect day, right? But you, I can't control that. I'm not controlling the weather. It's not the Truman show to say that here, here I am ready to go. Okay. I'm just going to get up and go. Right. And even with the kids, like you don't want to get, or, you know, we don't get our kids on a point like, Oh, it's raining. We don't want to go outside. Cause it's a bad day. Cause then we're setting a narrative that now in their mind, as they're growing, they're saying, Oh, it's raining out. Oh man, what a bad day. I mean, in some areas you're in New Jersey, it like rained or snow for like 30% of the year. Right. And so that means like 30% of our days are bad. Or is it just like, this is something that happens, just happens. We can't control it. What we can control is what we can control, how, to, how we act, what we say, what we do, you know, how we think. And we can start thinking about more positive things and then understanding that things are going to come up, right? You know, I, I'm, I, I, I ran um, a virtual 100-mile race and mile 95 or 96, it was like this point where I had to do five, um, it was like five 20 mile loops ended up being like 21 or 22. So the last loop became some like, like adjunct, like 18 mile, like weird loop. And somehow I ended up in a park at like, the, you know, like 1am and the park was closed on the other end. And it was like, okay, so I'm at this fence, you know, like there's, here's the options, like go back or just jump the fence. Right. Like, so my, my legs don't want to work. My hands are freezing. I'm like, well, this is the way we're going. Like I'm here. This is, this is, we're going over this fence. I don't care what it is. Like we're getting over this fence. I'm like, that was that, that was where it was. Right. And so it could have been like, ah, I give up because fence is here. It must be the ends, you know, or that's what came up for me. I could, I didn't prepare for it because I wasn't planning on jumping, you know, like, like 12 foot fences and like, you know, two in the morning or wherever I was, but that's what's in front of me. And most of the times what life is, instead of worrying about the worst case thing, we can prepare for what we prepare for, you know, and, and then take action on what is not plans by just giving ourselves the, the right mental state and the right understanding that we have to have resources to build upon. And that's why multifamily is so great. And I know we're, we're talking mindset, but multifamily is a team sport. You know, you have your internal team and your external team. And the more you can build people that can be empowered to do their best under, under what their, their role is, that's how you can really grow and scale and really do great things. What are your thoughts on daily routines? Do you implement something like that? And do you think it actually helps? Yeah, 100%. You, you got to stack wins in your day to create the narrative and get your mind back. And so many points we, we get out of our, our daily actions that create wins. And that's why we start focusing on the losses. But for you, like you win when you work out, right? So your mind's like, oh, I won. And so, so you don't have that in your system. Like, oh, I don't know. Something's off, right? So, you know, you've heard the guy speak about, you know, um, the, the, I think it was the journal speak about making the bed each day or, or things that are part were stacking and creating wins. But it's so true, right? To, get up a certain time, get yourself out of bed early, right? So I get up at 4.32 a.m. 
um, drink two glasses of water. I'll meditate. I'll do some rain games. I'll go work out. Right. And so I've created that narrative wins. And now not every day is perfect, but in those parts, I track that series to give myself, especially with three little kiddos time for myself before the day happens. And most, a lot of people out there, they've lost control of their day because the day shows up where alarm happens. They hit the snooze button, you know, boom, boom, boom. Lo and behold, now they're late for work. They're late for the parts. They get up now. They got, you know, rushed to get the kids to school. They maybe haven't eaten breakfast. They haven't had time to really get their minds together. You know, it's like jumping on a moving train midway and then wondering why the day was just out of whack. And they get to the end of the day and look, what just happened? And then the next day happens the same way. Because we, we've now let the day control us instead of us controlling the day. And many of the points, even like the, the running, right? That's just about creating wins. Just creating wins where our mind is, is understanding that we're building upon there and stop focusing on, okay, all the things that are out of control. Because like we talked about in the properties and others is that when you do that now and you've had space to get your mind together about where your day is going to go, then when the things come up, that will blow up your day and create, you can now focus on them instead of focusing on everything else that you haven't done throughout the day. Cause you, you now are controlling what you control. And then now when the things come up that are, Oh man, now I can put my energy there because that's what needs my energy. instead of the rest of my day that I, I didn't accomplish beforehand. How you become more uh, self-aware about what you're strong at, what you're good at. I don't know how I can make you more self-aware, except to tell you be more self-aware, be introspective, think about yourself. It's hard for people to be self-aware, I think. And it's, it's a human condition, I guess. It's human nature that, for the most part, none of us want to admit fault or flaws in ourselves. It's hard to admit that I suck at this. Well, we all suck at stuff. Just figure out what that stuff is. And it's a Gary Vaynerchuk thing, right, that uh, he says all the time. Figure out what you're great at, double, triple, quadruple down on that. Hunt the shit you're not good at. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean ignore it. That means oversee it, but hire somebody else to do the things that you don't want to do. You know, a buddy of mine, Devin, he talks about this a lot about, you know, do the things that give you energy. Don't take energy. You know, I'm probably bastardizing that in some way, but you know, it's that thing. What lights you up? What are you best at for your organization? Do that. Don't worry about the rest of it. You know, as far as trying to become a master at it, find somebody that is a master at it, oversee them, and then just get out of their way. Um, it, you know, you're talking about the conversations you and you guys in your group are having this black swan event. If you're smart, this could be the best thing that ever happened to you. Now that sounds ridiculous. And I don't mean, hopefully you haven't lost anybody in your world that you're, you're close to. Hopefully nobody's been sick that, you know, but I'm talking about, this is a way for you to reassess who you are, what you do. Do you hate what you're doing? I hated the work I was doing so much in retail. I was physically sick to my stomach every time I went to work. I hated it that much. You know, people tell me, but I, but I can't quit my job. Why? You tell me you hate it. Well, I need insurance. Oh, come on. Give me a freaking break. You need insurance? You can buy your own insurance. Don't let, oh, my insurance will go from $200 a month to $400 a month or $600. Even if it's $1,000 a month, is it worth being miserable? You know, I think that's just... It's just ridiculous. Um, and, you know, and then people say, well, I have a guaranteed paycheck. Dude, I hate to tell you this. There ain't shit guaranteed. How many people that had that guaranteed paycheck, how many people have lost their jobs during coronavirus, during COVID? Now, most people that listen to this uh, podcast with you guys, 
they probably haven't been affected to that degree because I think most of the white collar parts of the country have been fine. Right. But a lot of retail, a lot of restaurants and bars and entertainment, those guys, their jobs are gone, you know, so don't fall into the false sense of security. Oh, I got a job. There's nothing guaranteed. This is a good time to recalibrate, maybe find a better way that you're more in control of. Uh, I realize that being an entrepreneur and starting your own company is not for everybody, but maybe you can come, kind of come up with a side gig or, you know, just invest passively at least. That way you're slowly working on replacing your earned income. That way nobody has control over you anymore. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. Head over to iTunes to subscribe to the show. And while you're there, we really appreciate you leaving a rating and written review. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to hear on the show, connect with us on social media or through our website at twosmartassets.com. We look forward to speaking to each and every one of you. Talk to you soon.